0: Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more.
1: The home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers.
2: Chocolate covered insects? A cicada? Who's eating these things? I can't wait to share that with you coming up. What is, the, what is the argument for the trans policy? The one that's being implemented. What is the what's the argument for it? We'll discuss that coming up. And of course, Virginia Schools has a new trans inclusive policy implemented across the state. Cover that next. Virginia citizens and American patriots. Radio is the founding fathers intended. The Lee brothers. My name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother is um, he's not here again with me this week. Still struggling with uh, so many medical issues, and uh, I mean at this point. It's becoming uh, difficult for me because I cannot do this thing by myself. I must have the two headed format. And Richard and I talked this week and he's he's doing better, but he still needs some time. So continue to pray for Richard Lee as uh he'll he'll do everything in his power to be back here next week. Miss him badly, miss the two headed format. We were talking this week about the the past and, and how many great shows we had where we argued and what put us on the map and and the the Richmond legacy, uh, or the Lee Brothers legacy here in Richmond, a tradition, and and it's missed. And so pray for Richard. He'll be back here uh, next week and healthy and energetic and uh, of great and sound mind. Richard Lee will be back here uh, next week. All right, coming up in the program, a letter to black people. I'm going to share this letter with you from – from this uh John Whitlock. I don't know if you know who he is, sportscaster, uh great Christian man, happens to be black. Uh, not that that I ever care or notice, but the letter is to black people, we'll share that with you coming up in the program. It's gonna be unbelievable. And of course, Biden. Blood of Patriots is what he said. Quoted Jefferson. He has a tendency to misquote Jefferson. He did that again. Uh, this week. And uh, we'll we'll share that with you. And then coming up on the show, I, I do want to dive into this idea of what is the, what's the argument for the new trans policy in Virginia? What is that argument? And I've asked so many people to come on the show and help me f- see what is the trans argument. If, if a parent approaches a school board and says, I don't want trans policies that uh, a male could go into the female locker room or play on the female sports because they claim they're a female. Who's the arguing for that? I've always wondered it. We'll try to cover that coming up at the bottom of the hour. But first this week, really interesting week for me. I had somebody ask me in person, I heard you are a Republican. (laughs) To which I, I started laughing because I was like, it's already an insult, right? (laughs) It's already like this negative thing. I heard you're a Republican. Actually, I never knew I was a Republican. I never knew even better that I was a conservative. And most people, they don't. I remember Richard and I growing up in a house that was very pro-America and and very hardworking, dirty fingernail. Uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. No one can hold you back. It's the United States of America, and you can accomplish anything. And we grew up with this Judeo-Christian heritage, this idea that there is a God, you're accountable to him, um, that you are to love your neighbor as yourself. These are the things we grew up in. I mean, And at the dinner table, we discussed these things. These are the things we talked about. We had morals that we believed were right and wrong. And we never once said if you break these morals, you're an evil person. Never once did we even think that if someone else was doing the things that we disagree with, that they ought to be somehow shunned, made fun of, mocked, and impugned. because that's not what Christians believe and we weren't taught that in our home. It wasn't until much later that I realized that all these ideas and principles that I held somehow had a label that was applied to them. (laughs) Who would have known? And that label was conservatism. Oh, Scott Lee, you're just a conservative. I am? You mean the idea of lower taxes is a conservative idea? The idea that people who work hard for their money should keep most of it? And that it's an affront for a politician to think I should pay for someone else's things? That's conservatism? I had no idea there was a label on it. Now, this is in the younger years when you're trying to figure out Well, you're not really figuring out what you believe. You know what you believe, but you didn't know it had a label to it. We were always taught that if someone needed help, there were churches, communities, neighborhoods, friends. That's what we were taught. Not one time do I remember growing up and Richard and I sitting around going, does the government have a program for that? How can I get it? How can the government help me with this? And Not one time. Not one time did we ever say in our house, call your congressman and get this fixed. We never did. We kind of always thought that the best government was the one that was closest to you. It was local. We always thought the Constitution was the document that we should all follow. And it seemed to do very well. And why would we argue with things like the First Amendment, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, the Complete Bill of Rights, the Ninth and Tenth Amendment, federalism, separation of powers. Why would we argue these things in our house? We just grew up and and believed them, and thought the founders were brilliant men who did amazing things. We never were told it was a label applied to us. I was never told I was a conservative or a Republican. Which, by the way, it's they're completely different. You must understand. It wasn't until much later that I realized, okay, if I'm a conservative, where can I apply these conservative principles? Which party was it? I quickly realized there was one that was more conservative than the other. And in that way, you gravitate toward that one way. So what happened? How is it that the Lee brothers grew up in this household, and we didn't even know we were conservatives until somebody labeled us that? Then we realized that, wait a minute, what does conservatism mean? If it's so bad, someone would call me this week and say, hey, you're a Republican. I thought, man, is it, is that, is it that bad? Is it bad to have certain things that you believe are right and wrong? Or, is it, or are we past that in our culture today? You can't even say something's right or something's wrong. You can't do that anymore. Look at our schools. We talk a lot about schools on our program. We talk a lot about schools because it matters. in My opinion it is the civil rights issue of our era. Somehow we're told that you must go to these government-run schools. You have no choice. If you were told you had to go to a grocery store in your district, and that was the only grocery store you could shop, you'd be appalled, but somehow we allow that in education. There's a reason why you've never heard the term failing grocery store, because no one would go there, but somehow we've accepted the term failing school because they're forced to go there. Am I a conservative because I believe that? Am I labeled something because... I've always believed that you ought to have choice in schools and the parents have the right to say how their kids are educated other than a bureaucrat in a far-off land. Or you're a bureaucrat in your own land. Your school board gets to decide that. Never, Never understood how the schools have changed so radically, only that the parents have now become the least of the concerns. What matters most is how we can teach your kid about things that should really, quite frankly, never even be mentioned in our schools. How is it that the LGBTQ thing is such a powerful conversation in elementary school or in high school? How is this possible? It turns out in Virginia, we now have a forced policy on every school for the LGBTQ, or more specifically, the trans policy. You see, what is happening here is there's a requirement directed by the Virginia Department of Education that was approved by the General Assembly, which is all-democratic. The 2020 legislative requires local school boards to adopt policies that are consistent with but may be more comprehensive than the model policies developed by the Virginia Department of Education by the start of the 2021-22 school year, which is coming up. So some of these revised policies include... Schools shall allow students to use a name and gender pronouns that reflect their gender identity without any proof or evidence that they've in fact had surgery, that they are in fact removed the certain parts, just whatever they say. Now the schools shall allow this. They must have access to facilities such as restrooms and locker rooms that correspond to a student's gender identity shall be available to all students. What? This is the new... School system in Virginia, access to facilities and restrooms and locker rooms that corresponds to what the kid thinks in his mind, not reality, but what the child thinks in his mind, we must obey. It's really interesting that these are the places of education, and science matters more what someone thinks in their head than what is reality. Coming up, an eighth grader will take a school board to task in Loudoun County. It's powerful, it's amazing. Then I'll give you the details of what this policy could really mean for people, and I mean parents and students in the Commonwealth of Virginia. All that in 60 seconds. The Leebrothers.com. The LeeBrothers.com.
3: Every Mojo50 show is available on demand at mojo50.com.
0: Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more.
2: Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache. But not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at MyPillsToGo.com. That's MyPillsToGo.com. MyPillsToGo.com.
1: Richmond's example of radio as the Founding Fathers intended, The Lee Brothers. <laughs>
2: so do parents have a choice anymore do you have a say not just a choice but you have a say in what is being taught to your kids if you go into school and you're told that you must look at a boy and call him a girl is that education is that science look i'm not The thing is, is coming up in the program. We're we're going to find out the other side of this. I want to investigate this a bit and find out why someone thinks that transgender policy would be like the top of the list of things going on in our education system. And we'll do that in a second. But first, here's the policy in Virginia. Statewide policy will conclude like this: Boys will be allowed in girls' locker rooms. Period. With accommodations made for those willing to say they are uncomfortable. Isn't that interesting? The accommodations aren't for the transgender. It's for everyone else who feels uncomfortable because that's perfectly fine for them to all feel uncomfortable. For overnight school trips, listen to this. Schools are d- directed to eliminate the practice of segregating students by gender. I don't even know I don't even know what to think about that. Is there is that seriously an adult writing something about how we can't on overnight school trips, we can't Say men over here and women over here? We can't go male, female? We can't do that? Parents may not have the last word on gender pronouns schools use for their children. They they may not have a choice at all in this. So the new policies that are taking effect in Virginia and every school on trans policies are in four areas. Student identification, dress code, access to activities, and access to facilities. All this for how many transgender kids are there i mean if there's one in a school would that be, be way past the normal stat now you may be thinking no adult would think this way right well adults are pushing this the general assembly pushed this the virginia department of education is all for this so these are run by adults here's an eighth grader addressing loudon county school board about this new trans policy
4: Feelings are not why we have separate bathrooms. We have separate bathrooms because of what our bodies do in them.
2: Hang on a second. Feelings are not the reasons we have uh, separate bathrooms. She's right. We we don't determine which bathroom you go into by feelings. And isn't it crazy that we actually are having a conversation? In, In my opinion, if we get to the point where we can't identify who goes in what restrooms and and based upon their gender, then society and civilization, by definition, breaks down to chaos. It's the simple things. I mean, if you just if you could do the simple things, civilization exists. If you break that down, it gets chaotic, crazy. If we're told that men can have babies, that we're told that the family doesn't matter, that we're told that two moms can raise kids and there's no consequence, I and mean, we're told these things, it's the breakdown of civilization. There are consequences for that. If you're told there's no determination on which bathroom you use, that's essentially chaos. An eighth grader knows this.
4: The feelings are not why we have separate bathrooms. We have separate bathrooms because of what our bodies do in them. Bodies matter. <laughs> Calling girls bigots because they don't want to use the... T- toilet in a stall next to a boy or get undressed next to a boy is cruel and wrong but telling her that she must be okay doing it in the presence of boys because their preferred pronouns are she her how evil can you be (laughs) girls bathrooms do not exist to validate identities
2: boys and girls restrooms don't exist to validate identities this was probably one of the most powerful statements at every level that if someone is listening and maybe you're trans um, you're pro-trans, you're, you, you think there ought to be more trans people, or you don't ever want to tell a trans that they're wrong, or you don't want to tell anyone they're wrong. Maybe you just have this heart that is so big that it doesn't really matter. Let's just let them go in any the restroom they want. Does this not compel you at all? This is just an eighth-grade girl really asking some legitimate questions, which we're going to play again for you. Let's break this down. Here it is.
4: The feelings are not why we have separate bathrooms.
2: Okay, first part. That's, we've already made that statement. They're not why we have restrooms. They're really not. Feelings were never, it was really never part of the conversation, quite frankly. No one came up with the bathroom idea. It was just one of these things like, there's men's and women's bathrooms. And we went on forever just thinking that. I remember as a kid, I just thought, well, I'm walking in a men's restroom. Never thought there would someone who would think otherwise. All right, so this is not about feelings, right? Here she goes. She continues.
4: We have separate bathrooms because of what our bodies do in them.
2: Okay, that is an eighth grader explaining to the adults in the school board the reason we have separate bathrooms, because what our bodies do in them? Gosh, that's so hard to argue with. In fact, how can we ever get to the point? This is an eighth grader in 2021 trying to explain to the adults how bathrooms work. I mean, it's like, it's almost laughable. It's like somebody save us from this. I mean, they still have their whiteness. No, it's not about whiteness right now. It's a good try, though. All right, so she continues.
4: Bodies matter.
2: What a brilliant point. This right here is the slap right in the face of the American left who said, uh, all these things matter, or my body, my choice. She combined them too. Bodies matter. They do. It's real. It's science.
4: Calling girls bigots because they don't want to use the t- toilet in a stall next to a boy or get undressed next to a boy is cruel and wrong.
2: It is wrong. It is wrong to call someone who disagrees with this a bigot. That's what's happening, isn't it? If you disagree that a trans person who is going through dysphoria thinks they're something they're not and we endorse that and by someone saying, "Wait a minute, that's not right. We're bigots," or "She's a bigot," an eighth-grade girl who wants to have her own bathroom is now a bigot and they're call Who's the name callers? Who's calling who names here? I thought these people were tolerant. The most tolerant among us are being hateful and calling this 8th grade a bigot? They are. She goes on.
4: But telling her that she must be okay doing it in the presence of boys because their preferred pronouns are she, her? How evil can you be?
2: Is that evil? Is it evil to say to an 8th grade girl, you're going to have to share the bathroom with someone who thinks they're a girl and it's really a boy? I, I think... I think when we say the word evil, sometimes it's so hyperbole, bombastic, you forget. But to put a woman into a bathroom situation with a man, it isn't good. She continues.
4: <laughs> Girls' bathrooms do not exist to validate identities.
2: Bathrooms don't exist to validate identities, and they don't. <clears throat> but that's what we're told today. We're told we have to validate the identity of what they think they are in their mind. That's what we're told, no matter what. And and if you don't validate what they are in their mind, then this eighth grader nailed it. You're a bigot, you're hateful, you're whatever these things are. But the last line that she says here is so powerful, it really seals everything.
4: Girls' bathrooms do not exist to validate identities.
3: (laughs) Happily promoting the four F's, freedom, faith, free markets, and fun.
5: Mojo50. Hi there, I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about mypills2go.com. I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's my the number two, go.com. Now it's so easy with mypills 2 My daughter takes 3 pills per day and she uses it too. Check it out today at mypills2go.com. That's mypills the number 2 go.com. pills, the number 2 go.com. A Dose Guardian Company.
0: Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more
1: the lee brothers fighting for liberalism oh fighting liberalism sorry guys
2: get it right would you it's amazing what we're fighting today i long for the days of just fighting simple liberalism don't you (laughs) come on I just want to have regular arguments like uh, Keynesian spending versus uh, free markets and free people. You know, just simple things like that. You know, but we we fight everybody on this. The private market, it just doesn't work. That's what I want to argue with. I want to argue about whether the free market works in capitalism. Instead, I'm arguing about which bathrooms to go into. I'm arguing with people about what we should be teaching our kids in school. School, math, science, English, history, these things we should be logic how about a logic class to teach kids how to think instead of what to think the entire school system is hell bent on teaching kids what to think not how to think you know if you think the correct way you're going to the conclusion will work for you but we don't teach them how to think teach them what to think i mean except the 8th grader you just heard she knows how to think isn't it interesting what we're arguing in our schools today When you send your kid to school, the chances of them hearing everything against the things you raised are almost 100%. You believe in free markets and capitalism and waving the American flag and pledge of late, your kid will come back and tell you all that's crap in almost every school in America. If you're told... If you, if your if your son or daughter goes to a school and believes that marriage is between one man and one woman, they are told it's crap. They're wrong. Go home and say marriage could be anything you want it to be, or that you're told that you have to accept whatever else someone thinks in their mind. And by not doing that, you're mean and cruel. Can we get back to math, please? What's two plus two here? I mean, why why are we why do we have teachers and the school board with an agenda? I why can't you leave all that stuff? Here's an idea to the parents to raise their kids as they see fit. Instead, you do the opposite. You raise your, the kids. The parents raise their kids to how they see fit. Then they take them to the government schools, and the teachers in government schools tell them the exact opposite. That's not. That's not taking what you care about. What parents teach, you're trying to put an agenda out there. I I long for the days of real debates about the things that that I used to think were so critical and everything else was left to the home, like tax cuts. Those are great things to talk about and argue about. I mean, should we cut taxes or raise taxes? I mean, you typically have a group of people who think if the government had more of the money, then it would do better than the people who keep it. And then you got people on the other side that say, wait a second, you know, if people kept their money, they could take care of people better and be more efficient with charity and that kind of thing. And it used to be the great argument. Now we got to argue whether the bathroom is acceptable to go into, whether we have to change the entire policy of every school in Virginia because one kid has dysphoria. It used to be somebody who came to you and said, I think I'm an alien from outer space. We didn't just say oh good for you we actually said wait a minute do you know you're not <laughs> those days remember them all right coming up let's what does the pro trans side say let's break that down a second and offensive speech in school there's a list we should go by that is next the leebrothers.com the leebrothers.com
5: We built this city. Yeah. We built
0: this city on rock and roll. We built this city. We
3: did.
2: Richard. We
0: built this city on rock and roll.
2: Just at the bottom of the half hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee Brothers, my name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend, and my brother sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. Unfortunately, he's not here. Just heard from him, though. He sent a text saying, hey, um, you know, working hard to recover, look forward to coming back. Keep praying for me, he said. And of course, you know, that's what we do here because we believe in that. And uh, so keep praying for Richard Lee as he uh, will return and turn this into another two-headed talk show Again, hey, check us out, please, if you would. Mojo5o dot com, Mojo5o dot com. That is the uh, our new home of the Lee brothers and the uh, brainchild of the uh, late Doc Thompson, who we became so close with here in Richmond for what eight years or more, or whatever it was, Obama years and that kind of thing. And Doc was a good friend of ours, and it's just an honor to be on his station. And his uh, entrepreneurial mind gave us this opportunity. So. Uh, mojo50.com. When you go there, click on the Lee Brothers. Yeah, we're there. You click on the shows, and there's there we are. And then um, if you click there, you'll find uh a couple videos we think you would very much care about. One is the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis. This is um I, I if you've never heard of this, check this out, please. LeeBrothers.com, mojo50.com, LeeBrothers.com, and click on this and watch it's a 28-minute interview. Uh, about the Screw Tape Letters, spectacular! I promise you'll like it. Also, Capitalism Rocks. You'll see why. What we're talking about, and of course, um, the uh, the great John Whitlock on sports and politics in it. All at theleebrothers.com, dot the com. and that you can find um, a, a bunch of uh, that information, including about us. By the way, the Screw Tape Letters. I must say to you, after I watched this video this week, it actually gave me some some thought about kind of my opening monologue in the first of this hour about how our family grew up and what was our, our principles that kind of gave us this, the, these foundations. And that's why I think you would enjoy the screw tape letters. All right. So I have, uh, I invited so many people to join me this week, mainly because, you know, Richard's not here. I have no one to talk to. It's, I got one person here, but that's, you know, they're not talking to me. No one talks to me anymore. I can't get, you know, Richard's not going to talk to me because he's not here. So I invite people to disagree With us that do disagree with us to actually come on. It is interesting to me, somebody who's so vocal online, either on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever it might be, but would refuse to come on any show and talk about those issues with an audience that you know disagrees with you. For example, if if the, uh, I got an invitation from any liberal think tank, any liberal radio show, or any who disagrees with me on anything, including theology, which, by the way, Ar- Armenian Calvinism, I'd love to debate that. That would be phenomenal. Um, I would go. If someone invited me, I wouldn't look for answers not to go. Why? Because these are the things I care about. I'm passionate about these things. I happen to believe that I'm right about them. If someone thinks differently, I would love to know how they think. Don't you? I mean, shouldn't we challenge everything yeah, including your own thought, including your own massive presuppositions, which so many of us have. We have these We have these built-in ideas, and we cling to them bitterly, but we never really dive in debate and say, is my presupposition, the worldview I see things through, is it correct? Does it make sense of the things that I see? These are healthy things that I think we've lost. Actually, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien would get together at a little pub in, in Oxford called The Child and the Claw, um, and they would um, the eagle and the child. I think is the name of it. I screwed that up already. I think it. Is. Anyway, they would go there and they would they would have a pint and they would debate theology, and then encourage each other to write the most massive, incredible books of our lifetime: the Lord of the Rings and um, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. You see what debate can bring? A healthy debate is a very good thing, and our country has lost this. And I went and talked to the uh, retired FBI agents about this, and, and, and they agreed we just lost the ability to have a, a normal conversation. So I, I reach out to people all the time. He say, you know, please come join me. So I reached out to um, the Arlington Young Democrats and, and uh, Alexandria Young Democrats, and, and Matt Royer, who happens to be the president of this organization, I asked him to join us because he wrote something on Facebook which I thought was interesting. It's the perspective of the pro-trans policies in Virginia. And he's kind of taken the task, the parents who don't want these policies in their school, and so I invited him on to share with me his view. He, he, he responded back, mind you. Now, a lot of people don't respond back, so give credit to Matt Royer. He did respond back with, I don't have time today, this afternoon, or this evening. Thanks for asking. Well, you're welcome. Here's what he wrote, though, and I want to share this with you, and I want to get your – to spark this conversation with you. Dozens of demonstrators protest and verbally attack the Loudoun County School Board for implementing policies to protect transgender students and against the adoption of teaching history to students from perspectives that are not normally taught in our public education system. Now, unquote, by the way, back to me. It's an interesting take on it. So his immediate take is that their policies protect transgender students. And his other take is there's history that's not normally taught and should be. Okay. I guess that's a starting point. Let's start with that. Um, I I think a lot of the policies aren't there to protect transgenders. They're there to to actually cause more problems. We'll get into that in a second. So here's the next point that he makes. It is deeply disturbing to see how many people so angry about kids wanting to be their true selves. Interesting. A pro-trans position. So remember, I'm against the trans policy. I want to know where they're coming from. He says this, it's deeply disturbing to him to see many people so angry about kids wanting to be their true selves. Is that what's happening here? Let's just take my position. Am I angry that kids want to be their true selves? Is that what I'm mad about? Is that what I'm concerned about? Of course not. If, if some kid wants to think he's an alien from outer space, I, he can think that. I'm not angry at him. Now, I am upset if a school board says we have to radically embrace that and everyone in the school needs to call him an alien from outer space. I, I got a problem with that. Am I angry about it? I'm angry in the sense that it's harmful to kids. It is. and, and Can I hold that position? Am I allowed to uh, have that position? But the premise is set by Matt. Matt Royer here. He's setting the premise. People are angry at kids for wanting to be them true selves. No, that's not true, Matt. You've already started wrong. The premise is wrong. But if you start with that premise and then continue down that wrong path, every other conclusion will be wrong. (laughs) It's just a part of it. If you start wrong, you're not going to recover. And it's proved here. Here's what he said. What we don't see were kids who these comments about calling boys girls abuses on mental and emotional level, then the amount of violence on those individuals are then subjected to later on. In other words, there's mental and emotional level and then there's violence on these individuals. Now, I have yet to see violence on anyone. Now, violence at any level for any reason is wrong, whether that's violence because you're a transgender or if you're violence because you're only five foot tall. I don't know why there's violence. There's mean, evil people that do things they shouldn't, and a lot of them are in high school. That's never going to stop. But I don't see this massive transgender violence I just don't. In fact, I see the opposite. I see a massive move to not have any violence, but to actually accept everything they say. So he goes on. Matt says, yes, why well, I support people in being able to express their political beliefs. How, however, listen, that's what he said. Oh, I believe you express your political beliefs. However, they see fit, meaning people like me, what I unequivocally do not support is denying people, especially children, the right to be themselves. Again, we're not saying that. We're saying because you think you're this does not impact everything else in school. I'm not saying denying people the right to be themselves. In fact, they can be themselves anytime they want. People are themselves all the time at home. Denying those people their humanity and subject them to hours of torment and emotional trauma in order to prove a point. No one's subjecting them to trauma. Trauma or torture or torment is it because we don't endorse what they believe? It's torment and torture. So if someone comes to me and says, look, I, am, I believe in whatever it might be. If I disagree with that, it's torment and torture. That's how the left has painted this. This is how Matt has framed the conversation. If I don't agree with their lifestyle, it's not that I hate them. I don't want them to die, I just disagree with their lifestyle, then therefore it's torment and torture and emotional drama on them. Hmm. So I have to endorse everything that someone does. If someone comes to me and says, uh, hey, um, whatever it might be, whatever you want to say is something that's wrong, it has to be endorsed, otherwise you feel bad about it. Here's the interesting thing. Here's what he goes next. When your political platform is baked in with all these things together, it's not a political belief, it's hatred. There you have it. It's hatred. If you believe or, or don't believe in transgenderism or you believe it shouldn't be pushed into schools or that men should only be in men's restrooms or women should only play on women's sports, if you believe that is now called hatred, if the left can count you and label you as a hater, then there's nothing they shouldn't do to stop you. The ends justifies the means. Not only are you full of hate, they say, but you're also evil, therefore you must be defeated. It is a premise that is wrong and it's very damaging to a good debate. If this guy, Matt Royer, thinks I am hateful because I disagree with it, then they win. That's the trump card, you see. Not to use a bad word, but that's what they say. Then this statement I thought was interesting. What does someone identifying themselves a certain way or loving someone do to you to make you so angry all the time? Again, isn't that interesting? They think that you're angry because someone's identifying or loves someone else. Again, you can't have certain standards and live up to them. Otherwise, you're always angry and you hate people. That's how they think the conservatives act. Here's how he ended it. To transgender and non-binary students and to the LGBTQ student population at large, we see you, we hear you, you are valued, you are important. No one should have the right to tell you you are not, and no one is. No one is saying that. Give me the person to stood up there and go, you're not valued, no one likes you, everyone hates you, it's not happening. That's the premise, that's how the argument goes. I wanted to see how the pro-trans group think. That's how they think. They immediately think you are evil and full of hate, and immediately from the word go, you... Uh, you're on the wrong side of the issue. And that's how we can never come together. Very, very difficult. Coming up, oppressive language in colleges. Now we have a list of what those are. And all the teachers, all the teachers were given Teacher of the Year Award in Harrisonburg, Virginia. If everyone's special, no one is. In 60 seconds, we'll explain it. TheLeeBrothers.com. the Leebrothers.com. Every
3: Mojo Five O show is available on demand at mojo50.com.
0: Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at VCDL.org to learn more.
2: Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache, but not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and Medications within seconds to fit your on the go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use. This system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at mypillstogo.com. That's mypillstogo.com. My Pills to Go.
1: Richmond's example of radio as the Founding Fathers intended, the Lee Brothers.
2: Did you play this on purpose? When it's love! It's all that matters is love! It doesn't matter what you love or who you love, it's just love. Really? Virginia citizens and American patriots. The Lee brothers. Hey, coming up in the show, um, can't wait to discuss this with you. Mark Warner and Tim Kaine, they got this figured out, man. They're saving baseball. And Virginia only. Not other states. Just Virginia. Virginia only. Mark Warner thinks... Uh, Taxpayer dollars ought to be spent on minor league baseball. This is hilarious. Coming up next hour, I promise you, you'll enjoy this. All right, all cities, uh, all city teachers were declared Teacher of the Year in Harrisonburg, Harrisonburg, Virginia. After a year when teachers have gone above and beyond and provided engaging leaders and learning for students over a variety of v- platforms, Harrisonburg City Public School Superintendent Michael Richards said he felt that no single teacher for the division should be chosen as Teacher of the Year. Couldn't you really make that case like anytime? But during the pandemic, Scott, they're all good. All of them? There wasn't one that stood out. By choosing just one teacher per building, felt like it was undermining the hard work that all teachers put in last year. I didn't get the sense that teachers put in all our hard work last year, did you? In fact, I know they didn't because my daughter was in virtual and they she said they sucked. They'd come on there for 10 minutes and go, okay, I go about doing what you're There was except, exceptional teaching last year? No. The government failed our kids. They should have been in school because the, the effect of COVID on kids was like .000000. Was there another zero? Yeah, one more zero. One. It's insane. Therefore, the resolution passed last week that the school board work session declaring all teachers from Harrisonburg Public Schools is Teacher of the Year. (laughs) I wonder what the teachers thought. Did they get a plaque? Did everyone get a plaque and run around and go, look, I'm Teacher of the Year? It reminds me of um, of Dash in The Incredibles. Remember that? But
4: Dad always said our powers are nothing to be ashamed of. Our powers made us special. Everyone's
3: special, Dash, which is another way of saying no one is.
2: It's another way of saying no one is. If they're all special... No one's special. Does the Harrisonburg school just not even know that? I mean, why even make a statement? You can't say they're all special because then they pretty much, like Dash says, well, that just means no one is.
3: Which is another way of saying no one
2: is. <laughs> a kid figured it out in the movie Incredibles, but the adults at Harrisonburg can't figure it out. Neither can the adults at this uh, university. What's the name of this silly school? Uh, Brandeis University in Massachusetts created an oppression language list. Oppressive language list. Now, who has time to think this way? I've always wondered this. What is going on in the minds of, of some people on the left? Were they never kids? I think mean, they were kids, they didn't have grew up. There's like still kids. They're kids on the playground. That's a that's offensive language. You just got punched in the mouth when you're a kid. Now adults they can't punch you in the mouth, they just want to limit your speech. This is exactly where we are. It's really quite embarrassing. They have an oppressive language list that compels students to avoid uttering certain words that might oppress their fellow students. So let me just say something that might be quite offensive to many. Words don't oppress. They don't. The, the statement, sticks and stones will break your bones, but that words will never hurt me. It, it's true. I mean, words do hurt, but to oppress people? We're really concerned about oppressing people in the United States of America by the words you use. The Prevention, Advocacy, and Resource Center. That's a heck of a name of a group. How do I become part of that? They said it was kind enough. They were kind enough, they say, to uh, break examples of oppressive language down to five categories, which include violent language. Violent language. Language is violent. That's interesting. Uh, identity-based language, of course, that's in there, language that doesn't say what we mean. <laughs> and it, only the left could redefine every language. Like Planned Parenthood, it doesn't say what it means either. <laughs> that's not what they mean. A culturally appropriate language and person-first alternatives. This is great. So under violent language, students are encouraged not to use phrases like killing it when describing how another person did a good job. I'm killing it here. You can't say That's it. That's, uh, that language should be uh, disencouraged. Killing it, Scott, is that really what you're doing? Actually, it's a figure of speech. I know, I know we're struggling with context and figure of speech in America, but killing it is not offensive. If someone is doing well, there are other ways to say that that don't equate it to murder. Well, actually, killing it isn't applying it to murder either. It's meaning, in context again, it has a meaning. It's funny how the left has no idea of what context is. You think this university would know what context is. They, they teach kids how to read and do these things, and context matters because there are certain rules when you read books, one of which is what's the literary genre. The second thing is context of the, of the words that are in there. you think they know that, but no. This group was also suggesting uh, the term general rule instead of rule of thumb be used. Now, you can't use the rule of thumb. You know Why? Most of you don't have any... Because it doesn't matter. You used it. Never really thought about it being offensive or oppressive. No. It is... uh, Rule of thumb was an expression allegedly comes from the old British law allowing men to beat their wives with sticks no wider than their thumb. So you think when someone uses the term rule of thumb, they're beating their spouse with a stick. Of course, context matters to the left it's offensive because they're part of the professionally offended this is what they do for a living they don't teach your kids at university they just take a huge amount of your money and then they're professionally offended they teach your kid how to be professionally offended aren't the schools wonderful places really great place i can't i cannot express enough how important it is that you send your kid to every one of these universities mojo 50 oh. the question isn't who is going to let us the question is who is going to stop us you take a lot of medications and pills do you know someone that does organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache but not anymore my pills to go has the answer my pills to go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and Medications within seconds to fit your on the go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use. This system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at mypillstogo.com. That's mypillstogo.com. My Pills to Go.
0: You're right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack. But
4: Dad always said our powers are nothing to be ashamed of. Our powers made us special. Everyone's
3: special. Dash. Come on, Dash. Which is the other way of saying no one is.
2: No one's special. Dash. It's pretty good. Dash can figure it out. He's a cartoon character. Surely the American. Public education system, can Maryland chocolate shop in Maryland, Virginia. 17-year-old insects are being fried and fed to you. The the cicada, you're familiar with this thing. It's a 17-year-old bug. It's coming out from under the ground, and now there's a chocolate shop in Maryland. It says, let's cook them and base them in chocolate, and you eat them. Wish I was joking. Uh, it's not. It's actually true. Sarah Dwyer of Bethesda started coating cicadas in chocolate and selling them in 2004. Now our chocolate shop, get this, has a 10-day backlog on cicada orders. Who? You mean in a chocolate shop? People come in there to get chocolate. They want the insect that's covered in chocolate? And there's a backlog for that? She says, when you combine the chocolate, the cinnamon, and the nuttiness of the bugs... Nuttiness of the bugs. It really gives you that holiday feeling of when you're walking around a big city when they're roasting nuts on their side. No, it doesn't. Sorry, it's, it's not. What, what are we doing here? What, what are we as a culture doing here? She said her employees gather the cicadas from a cusp of trees behind their chocolate shop. The bugs are so numerous that they land right on the employees. The cicadas are then put in a paper bag and placed in the freezer where the cold temperature puts them to sleep before they die. It's nice of them. You don't want to kill them right away. Put them to sleep, and then they die. Then they boil the cicadas to clean them and crisp them in an air fryer, and everything fried is good, including a cicada, which, by the way, is hideous in its looks, and I'm sure tastes like chicken. or what. Who does this stuff? Once the cicadas have been fried, she sprinkles them with either cinnamon or savory Old Bay seasoning, and they're ready to be covered in chocolate. This is a chance for consumers to become more familiar with the type of protein that she thinks will be a lot more popular by the next time these insects start to sing again. Now, I'm for slaughtering these cicadas at a huge rate because they're annoying, they're ugly, and they're loud. But eating them is a completely different story. we really going to eat these things? Who would do this? Oh, by the way, oh, there's an agenda behind it. Here's what she said. That's not, there's not enough protein to go around. And I think, I really do think that in 2038, people will not think twice about eating a bug at all, she said. Freak show. This is the logical consequence of the radical environmental movement. This is disgustingly stupid. Getting any green folks in the the, uh, Commonwealth? No, they're in Maryland. The green folks are in Maryland. We're now cooking bugs and eating them eating bugs and chocolate. And we're told it's good for the environment. We're told it's a new way of protein. We're told that you're going to like it. No, no, no. Not that you're going to like it. That you must like it. You will like it. You will conform to eating cicadas in the near future. You don't think so? (laughs) Oh, no. no. It's coming. But I'm not going to be part of it. And probably, I'm just guessing, you probably won't either. I'm just as far out leftist guess there. All right, coming up. Letter to black people it's it's just it's an unbelievable can't wait to share that with you but more than that Warner and Kane saving baseball saving baseball in Virginia Far over the
6: misty mountains Two dungeons deep
1: The home of Patrick Henry, Richard Henry Lee, and the Lee brothers.
2: A letter to Black people. This is uh, this is unbelievable. It's compelling. Uh, I I can't wait to share it with you from John Whitlock, who by the way happens to be a a Black man, but a letter to Black people is coming up. Biden discusses the blood of patriots. Doesn't even know what it means. Of course, he misquoted Jefferson before and missed the mark again. And Mark Warner and Tim Kaine, our senators from the Commonwealth, save baseball. Because that's their job. That's next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio. As the Founding Fathers intended and the only two-headed talk show outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth, my name is Scott Lee. Richard Lee just sent me a text at the top of the hour and said, Bro, miss you. I'm, uh, I'm recovering here slowly, but I promise you I shall return to make it the two-headed show that it needs to be. So, prayers for Richard Lee as he is I think this is the third show in a row he's missed, and that's um, that's frustrating for me. Do you realize how much talking I have to do when it's by myself? Richard, miss you praying for you. Uh, can't wait to have you back. By the way, Richard at the Leebrothers.com. Very simple email for him. He reads it Richard at the Lee of course at the Leebrothers.com, three great videos there. I'll talk more about that coming up in the program. But first, I'm always um, I'm always curious on politicians. I'm not curious about them in general, but just how they think. When you go to a place called Washington, D.C., that's this far-off land surrounded by a beltway run by kings and queens, you become, well, a king and a queen. You really think that your ideas matter. You really think that you're important. You really think that the government should be involved in every single thing that happens on the planet, everything. There's no such thing as states, there's no such thing as things to be left to the states. You're a senator now, a U.S. senator. Do you know how powerful you are? You've got to decide how much water's flushed in my toilet. You've got to decide everything. By the way, I think Madison had this thing right in the beginning. The, the U.S. senators were never to be elected by the people, they were to be elected by the state uh, general assemblies. The states elected the senators. That was supposed to be the way it was because the senators were supposed to represent represent the states and the congressmen were supposed to represent the people. And they were directly voted by the people. And we changed all that. Actually, I think we could go to a jury duty system and probably just do as well. Imagine walking to your mailbox tomorrow at lunch, open it up, you pull out the letter that says that you have to be congressman this month. Crap! That system would probably be better than what we have today. Now, of course, Madison, Madison was right, but we screwed it up. But if you had to go be congressman for thirty days, do you think our country would look different? And then come back home and live like that? It's almost like jury duty. We need jury duty representation, quite frankly. Anyway, Warner and Kane are uh, are one of these people that should have uh, jury duty represent. They, they need to go home. And it's a shame that we just can't send them home when they're done. You know, the private market it just doesn't work. Uh, this is Tim. This is Mark Warner. The private market doesn't work. And it certainly doesn't work in baseball. The private market, it just doesn't work. And by the way, Tim Kaine got involved in this too. He's all for uh, taking 550 million federal grant program from the COVID relief fund that hasn't been spent and spending it on baseball. Nerve tingling. I just,
7: every nerve ending in my body uh, <laughs> just basically tingles 24 <laughs>
2: seven. Well, that's because you're a freak show. <laughs> um He's also, by, by the way, he's also the guy that wears the mask for. What reason, Tim King? Can you repeat that?
7: Um, I have had COVID, and I've been vaccinated, and I wear masks. I wear masks to make other people feel safer.
2: Yeah, that's good. That's a heck of a, that's unbelievable. So um, Mark Warner approached the, the nearest microphone here in Virginia. You know, Tim Morgan came up with this bill called the Minor League Baseball Relief Act. And you thought, as a surfing peasant in Virginia, you didn't even realize it, did you? You didn't realize the risk that minor leagues were having. Thank God Mark Warner and Tim Kaine are there to spend your tax dollars on minor leagues. Now, you can make the argument that they need it because COVID shut them down. No, COVID didn't shut them down. Government shut them down. Politicians shut down the minor league baseball teams. Not COVID. Politicians. They're the same ones who get to run to the microphone and say, I caused the problem, and now I'm going to fix the problem. Of course, I'm going to do it with your money. Look how compassionate I am. We're supposed to applaud that entirely. The private market, it just doesn't work. (laughs) Of course, what was I thinking? The private market doesn't work in baseball. Here's Mark Warner talking about it. Um, Over the last
7: 15 months, we have seen the federal government step up
2: and... (laughs) The same one that caused the problem. He is a terrible speaker, I must say. He's horrid.
7: Unprecedented ways to take on the challenges around... The COVID, um, the what? COVID crisis. Oh, that what it was. Uh, we've literally put about five trillion dollars of spending into programs to protect hospitals, to help small businesses, uh-huh. to help um, people who are unemployed. Wait for it. Uh, it. Probably the most extensive federal relief in our country's history. It's and terrible. I think for the most part, it's done a pretty it's good terrible. job. One area One. that that didn't get covered uh, is um, is minor league baseball. He's serious. He's serious. No, he is. Uh, is, um, is minor league baseball.
2: <laughs> All right. Hey, save that clip forever, because that's going to be right up there with the... The private market? Yeah, it just one. doesn't work. It's also up there with what, when meat and fish?
7: Fresh fruits and vegetables, um, uh, meat and fish.
2: These are what people worried about, meat and fish? The private sector doesn't work, and what?
7: Uh, is, um, is minor league baseball. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so absurd. It's absolutely absurd. For many working families, catching a weekend minor league baseball game at stadiums across the Commonwealth is an affordable and fun family outing, says Senator Warner. Yeah. And so you're literally making the case from Washington, D.C. You don't think these localities could deal with this? How about opening the thing up and letting people come watch games again? I mean, that might work. I mean, but your concern, so much so that Warner and Kane both got together for this. Here's what Tim Kaine said. Baseball is not only America's favorite pastime. You see how he paints it there? That's good, right? It's America's favorite pastime, Scott. Are you really suggesting that our senators shouldn't fund it? It's America's. That's how Tim Kaine starts it. Baseball is not only America's favorite pastime. It brings family and friends together oh, I'm, I missed that part. I'm sorry. Then the government should step in and fund something. We've already spent $5 trillion, Mark Warner said. So why not $550 million more? Man, it's really peanuts. Really, it really doesn't really matter that much. Besides, it brings families together. It's America's pastime. In fact, there's nothing you could argue the government shouldn't spend money on. There's so many things that bring families together, Scott. So many things. I mean, just think. How many areas the government can get involved in? Let me try it, Joe Biden.
7: Just think about it.
2: You know what? I must have missed that. Somewhere in the Constitution, in Article 1, Section 8, that's enumerated powers It says the government can only do these 18, 19 things, I guess number 15 was fund minor league baseball in your home state. If there's $550 million that's just floating around from COVID-19, should it go to baseball? I don't know. We have a trillion, trillion. We spend over two trillion a year above what we should. Maybe we shouldn't spend 550 million on baseball. And I'm a huge, huge fan. Uh,
7: is um, is minor league baseball.
2: <laughs> uh, these people are unbelievable. Uh, and they really are. And Tim Kane is just about as horrible. I mean, him talking about at COVID, about the whole tingling? You have that one. You play that again. Nerve tingling. I just,
7: every nerve ending in my body uh, just basically tingles 24-7. It's
2: about baseball. It's tingling about baseball. You, you, what do you do with this kind of stuff? I mean, when when Warner came out with this thing about feeding people, making sure people in schools get fed meat and fish.
7: Fresh fruits and vegetables, um, uh, meat and fish. <laughs>
2: Richard having so much fun with this meat and fish he says and then of course the the baseball the, these people got together it's by the way it's bipartisanship so there's a Republican Marsha Blackburn's in it for the love of I don't know how that happened she's pretty pretty firm on these things but in all fairness Virginia has a tremendous amount of minor league teams I mean we need the money I'm sorry the rest of you people out there who put money in the federal government for federal government things, we gladly take your $550 million. I mean, that's just coming back to us anyway, Scott Lee. We spent – oh, okay. Well, then I feel, feel good about it. Maybe we shouldn't have sent it there in the first place. Just, just an idea. Uh,
7: is, um, is minor league baseball.
2: All right, coming up in 60 seconds, we'll move from baseball to Thomas Jefferson and how Biden butchered that and the whole idea of – he is – it's unbelievable. We got clips. We'll have some fun. All – for your listening pleasure in sixty seconds, the Lee Brothers.
3: Every Mojo Five O show is available on demand at Mojo 50com
0: Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you. All the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more.
2: Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache. But not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use, this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go Find out more at mypills2go.com. That's mypills2go.com. mypills2go.com.
1: Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended, the Lee brothers.
2: Should we let it play a little bit? It's a good song actually.
5: Not outside of this warm church town warm
2: church town we need more of those warm church towns so joe biden approached the nearest microphone this week and stumbled and tripped and embarrassed himself and uh, quite frankly the country because that's what he's doing right now and it's 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 just it's somebody should do something quite frankly he was like somebody stop it don't let him near microphones ever again but it's always the same kind of stuff. Someone writes a speech about how guns are terrible and it's, it's the guns that are cr- producing crime when really what we've seen over the last six months to a year is a radical increase of crime and none of it has to do with guns. It has to do with lawlessness. It has to do with us unwilling to defend the laws of the land. And we have given up on that and the criminal knows it. You saw the video a couple weeks ago. The guy walks into a CVS pharmacy and loads up a bag of stuff and just leaves. Security guard watches the whole thing happen. We have people destroying property, beating people up. Just happens. No one's saying anything. You think it's about guns? Of course Joe Biden does. The left does. But the Lee brothers solved the gun thing long time ago.
5: Ever heard this sound bite? Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Hi, this is Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers. Why let someone pry your gun from your cold, dead fingers? The Lee Brothers don't want this to happen to you. We want your gun.
2: Help the Lee Brothers get guns off the streets. Introducing our new free gun collection program. Simply send us an email and we will come pick up the guns or the unwanted guns absolutely free. We are making every effort to make our community safer from unwanted weapons. Patriots at theleebrothers.com Email us today. Email us today. So anyway, um, what happened? Okay, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, That's the solution. Look, I mean, if you don't like your weapons, give them to us. Turn them in. We're the gun collection program. All right, here's Joe Biden uh, talking about guns this week and butchering it.
6: The blood of patriots, you know.
2: Oh, it, this it, okay. I love this. This is how he starts out. The blood of he doesn't even know what he's saying, folks. He has no clue. He has no idea where Jefferson came up with this. He heard it somewhere, and he's trying his best to come up with it. And he butchers the whole thing. Here it is:
6: the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there never been. If you wanted to think, you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons.
2: Oh, I see. Well, since we don't have nuclear weapons and we can't get an F-15, then we don't need our other guns? Isn't that making the case for it? Essentially, you're saying, look, you can't can't take... What he's saying is you can't take on the government, so you don't need any weapons, which is complete garbage, by the way. There's plenty of opportunity for for free people to defend themselves with the weapons we have, even against a government that has F-15s and a nuclear weapon which, by the way, presupposes that he would use them on the citizenry, doesn't it? Doesn't it sound like that? No, you can going to try to we'll, go, we'll put a nuke on you. That's great. Now, where did this Jefferson quote come from? So here's the letter written to William Smith in 1787 from Jefferson. He's was talking about a rebellion. He said, we've had 13 state independence 11 years. There has been one rebellion, talking about the Shays' Rebellion. That comes to one rebellion in a century and a half for each state that country before ever existed a century and a half without a rebellion. In other words, rebellions happen. What country has it ever existed? And what country can preserve its liberties if their rulers are not warned from time to time that their people preserve the spirit of resistance? That is compelling. It is the foundation of the Second Amendment. So again, I'll read it again. Here's what Jefferson said. What country can preserve its liberties if the rulers are not warned from time to time their people preserve a spirit of resistance? Let them take arms, he says. The remedy is to set them right as to facts, pardon, and pacify them. What signify a few lives lost in a century or two? Then he said this, the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. That's just preposterous. Actually, you read it in context, you begin to see what the founders actually believed in and how dangerous they felt government was to liberty. They also recognized it doesn't matter who's in charge. Abe Lincoln said, absolute power corrupts absolutely. The founders recognized this. You give a men power, they are corrupt. You ever seen Lord of the Rings, J.R. Tolkien? Come on, you get the program here. The ring corrupted only one people, men. Men were corrupted by power. Everyone else was able to wield the rings. Actually, Hobbit was able to wield the ring. But men were corrupted by it because it revolved power. The idea that men are desperately wicked and corrupted at heart is a biblical principle that helped found our country and establish our government that limits the power of people. No matter how good you think you are, and you get in government, it becomes tyrannical left to itself. The founders feared The government, even of the people, Scott, yes, feared the government. And in that way, established the ability to defend themselves against the government. And now we have Biden here lecturing us about what that really means. And he butchers it, makes it sound like it's some kind of bad thing or that we shouldn't fear government because he's in charge. You can see why we should fear it, actually, since he's in charge. All right, here's the second clip of Biden.
6: Talk to most responsible gun owners and hunters. They'll tell you there's no possible justification for having 100 rounds in a magazine
2: of a gun. Don't you love that? There's no reason or justification to have a 100-round magazine. I've said this before. Anytime a politician stands up and says, you don't need, or there's no reason for you, and whatever follows from that is irrelevant. It is not the government's job to determine what is good for me, what I need, or what I should have. The government says there's no reason for you to have a hundred round magazine. Really? You get to decide that for me? That's awful benevolent of you. What a nice dictator. So do I get 90? Nope, you can't have 90 either. How about 80? Nope, you can't have 80 either. Can I have 10? Oh, no, you can't have 10. You see where this is going? The government gets to set these things? Joe Biden is mocking you. He's a king in a throne looking down. You don't need a 100-round magazine. Then he tries to define why you might need one. This is insane.
6: they will tell you there's no possible justification for having 100 rounds in a magazine.
2: A- no possible justification. I love that one. There's no possible justification for a 100-round mag? I think Jefferson would have thought differently.
6: Like I said before, what do you think? The, the deer wearing Kevlar
2: vest. The deer. Dang it. I thought this whole time the founders had another reason for the Second Amendment, one of which I just read from Jefferson. The government Second Amendment was instituted to protect rights that the government would infringe upon. Not deer. You think the Second Amendment was established for You can't find a single reference to the Second Amendment for hunting. And here's the President of the United States who doesn't know that. He actually thinks we're shooting deer with a 100-round mag. That's the reason we have it, Scott? What do you think, the deer are in Kevlar jackets? He's such, it's unbelievable. The deer
6: wearing Kevlar vests? Responsible gun owners will tell you
2: Responsible. that there
6: are too many people today who are able to buy a gun but shouldn't be able to buy a
2: gun. That's not true, actually. We have a very good background check in our country, and no one's buying guns that they shouldn't unless someone's breaking a law. Most of the crimes that happened, the guns were were either gotten illegally or through a system that was already established somehow. There's not not people getting guns that shouldn't have them. we got a pretty good system in our country for that. But I want a fear. I want fear stoked in you so that I can restrict you even further. Fear the government that says you don't need things. Fear them. You should. Take it. Even here in America, you got to be very fearful of this. But this is always what happens. It's Dear Onion Scott, it's far from it. The LeeBrothers.com, the Lee
3: Happily promoting the four F's, freedom, faith, free markets, and fun. Mojo50.
5: Hi there. I'm Richard Lee of the Lee Brothers, and I'm here to tell you about mypills 2 I take over 30 pills a day, morning, lunch, dinner, and bedtime. Keeping my meds organized used to be difficult. That is until I found my pills to go. That's mypills the number two go dot com. Now it's so easy with mypills to go dot com. My daughter takes three pills per day and she uses it too. Check it out today at mypills to go That's mypills the number two go dot com. Mypills the number two go dot com. A dose guardian company
0: your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal yet there are those who want to take that away from you all the while defunding the police the roots of gun control in america were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless gun control is still about controlling people stand with us to protect your right to self-defense visit the virginia citizens defense league website at vcdl.org to learn more
1: the lee brothers fighting for liberalism oh fighting liberalism sorry guys
2: jefferson was right jefferson madison all the boys of of virginia george mason patrick henry i had it right so frustrating that we we argue with men who were smarter than us. There's no doubt they were. And much more read. I mean, today we're all more concerned about what's on Netflix. Have you noticed that? Someone goes, why did you see the latest Netflix show? No, I was studying the Federalist Papers. No one says that. Right? Jefferson donated 6,400 books to the Library of Congress after 1812 war burned, in, burned down the library. He had 6,000 books to donate. How many do you have on your show? Are, are we learning anything as a country? Do we even know the original ideas behind the Constitution? No, of course not. It's easy for Jeff Biden to get up there and demagogue it because no one knows. Uh, yeah, that's right. Ah, whoa, whoa. That sounds good. Must be true. What's on TV? <laughs> it's just insane. Now we're we're taking elite schools in our country and turn them into little social experiments. Thomas Jefferson High School Science and Technology in Fairfax County is the highest-ranked high school in the nation, if not one of them. This year's admission policies have changed. Listen to this. The admission policies were to decrease the number of Asians attending the school and increase the number of black Hispanics. It's an interesting goal for a school, isn't it? That is so discriminatory. It's, it seems radically unconstitutional to me, but here's, this, here's what's happening. Thomas Jefferson High School said, our goal is to decrease the number of Asians and increase the number of blacks and Hispanics so they no longer were administering tests, teacher recommendations, or essays required to be accepted in the prestigious high school. You can't do that anymore. That's just insane. you got to do it a different way. So they used a lottery to institute all the student applications. A lottery. Fairfax County has met its goal of decreasing Asian acceptance rates 20%. An increase in administrations for blacks and Hispanics. Congratulations. Thomas Jefferson High School, Science and Technology, Fairfax. You did it. Your goal was worthy. The goal to what now? To lower Asians and raise but it's unreal. If we ten years from now are as white as we are today, we will have failed as a university in our are Asians white they set out no they set out to decrease the number of a certain race of people and that's acceptable it's acceptable in our country today it's insane john whitlock wrote a great paper a letter to black people i'm going to share it with you not in its entirety but in some great points letter to black people really where are we in our country this is unbelievable. You have to do this, but I want to share it with you and you won't want to miss it. The Leebrothers.com, the dot
3: Lee .com
2: On freedom, the Constitution, of liberty. We built this city on rock and roll. Just at the bottom of the half hour, outside the Capitol, the Commonwealth of Virginia. The Lee brothers, my name is Scott Lee. My co-host, my friend and my brother sitting on my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. Of course, he's not here. He's sick. He is uh, recovering uh, slowly, mind you, um, but he's getting his, his head about him. He's getting his wits about him. He's starting to feel better, and I've been getting texts from him this whole show saying you suck. Well, this is what brothers do. It's completely fine. He probably really does think it sucks, and it does without him. I will admit that gladly. Miss him greatly. Richard at theleabrothers.com is how you pray for him. At least let him know that. Richard at Leebrothers.com. We covered your prayers. Hey, check us out. Mojo50.com. mojo Five O dot com, the home of the Lee Brothers, and uh, if you go there, you click on our name, it takes you right to three great videos: the Screw Tape Letters. If you're not familiar with this, you don't have to be, but I promise you, just take some time to begin to listen to this. And it's uh, C.S. Lewis. What a gift to uh, the planet C.S. Lewis was, and during World War II and 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 such difficult times he he wrote this and it is powerful it's about wormwood and screw tape and i'm telling you it's better than any netflix show so click on that video watch it all at mojo50.com by clicking on the lee brothers also capitalism rocks you'll see why and john whitlock on sports that video is at the theleebrothers.com, theleebrothers.com. speaking of john whitlock uh, by the way, coming up in, in in the program, I hope we get to this, I really want to talk about what happened, what's going on in our country. Why do so many people now find it posh and cool and a fad to hate us, to hate the country they live in? It's just interesting. Uh, John Whitlock uh, wrote a uh, paper this week, and it's titled Dear Black People, and when I when I was when I read this thing, I'm thinking, uh, I wonder what this is going to be about. Because first of all, John Whitlock is number one a Christian, an incredible Christian man. Uh, helped uh, ESPN Sports. He's got great um, attitude about things, and and really, it's interesting. Only he could write a paper titled "Dear Black People." Here's I'm going to give you some some clips of this, and I just want I'm, it's actually more very engaging when you when you hear these things, and it, it, just ask yourself, is this true? is what John Whitlock is saying to black people. Is it accurate? We'll see. Hang on. Starts this way. Dear black people, that's how you thought it would start, right? I I find it, I'm sorry, I find it offensive. I, I find this whole thing offensive. Dear black people, it's so offensive. Dear white people, dear Asian... This is outrageous we have to have a conversation like this in our country. It, 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 is, it is offensive at the highest level. Yet, I don't know if you remember, we did a show, uh, it was probably four or five shows ago, we had uh, uh, a lady on, I think it was a transgender, I don't, I don't, it was a boy, or, I don't remember which way, but, but she, or, she or he simply said that they want to be identified and looked at as a black person. And we said, why don't we just identify you as a human? Well, that's a shame, they said. A shame. I think it's a shame we have to have a paper that says, Dear Black People. But John Whitlock is writing it. So he's writing to his race. I, and I, it's, I, again, I find this offensive. There is, there's one America. We're all part of it. Dear Black People, he says, We are being lied to and set up. The mainstream media, Democrat politicians, social justice activists, and perhaps even your church pastor has led you to believe America is in the midst of a racial conflict similar to the Civil War and Civil Rights Movement. That's how it starts. That's the first paragraph. If you're a black person and heard this or read this, what would your reaction be? You're being lied to. Goes on to say, just five years after Barack Obama completed two terms as president of the United States, we're supposed to believe America has been overrun by violent white supremacists determined to reinstate segregation, Jim Crow laws, and maybe even slavery. That is so true. And by the way, that exact statement, we're told to fear white supremacist Jim Crow laws and maybe even going to bring back slavery is all over MSNBC and CNN. Don't watch that stuff. And then you'll think, if this is what people are looking at, no wonder they hate our country. John Whitlock's letter, Dear Black People, it continues this way. The real war, and this I thought was good, the real war about global power and the future of America's system of government This country's elite global citizens and corporations prefer communism over capitalism and democracy. They prefer China's system over our system. America has been the world's leader in racial progress and fairness. I'll read that again. America has been the world's leader in racial progress and fairness. The mainstream media are not allowed to explain this to you. Advertisers, a.k.a. major corporations, will no longer support media outlets that back our current democratic and capitalistic systems of governments. Wow, John Whitlock is right. In the letter, Dear Black People, John Whitlock goes on to say this. The fake or faux race war the mainstream media has promoted is a tool being used to convince you and non-black Americans that our system of government has been a giant failure. I love what John Whitlock here says here. See, I never have bought into the America's racist thing. And it's very simple. See, racism lives and breathes only in two places, politics and the media. It does not live in America. I mean, are there racist people? Well, I'm sure there are. But you don't find them. You don't see them. I've never met one. I don't know one. In fact, all the dealings that you go through and me in our lives, in our workplaces and everywhere, there's no racism. There just isn't. The only place it exists is in politics and the media. And when you listen to those two things, John Whitlock's right. This fake faux war on racism is perpetuated by the mainstream media. It does not exist. It does not. I mean, embrace America, mainstream media. It's stop. There's not a racist bone in Glenn Youngkin's body. There's not a, there's, Trump's not a race. There's not racist politicians running around. It's racist media. There's racist politics, but not in America. So he's right on this. So he says the faux fake war on mainstream media, uh, waste wars in the mainstream media, promoted to convince you that government is a failure. They want you to believe that a great reset is necessary to achieve fairness. This is true. The reset, get this. Listen to what John Whitlock says here. The reset is communism, which starts with a gateway drug of socialism and ends with full-blown Marxism. China is run by Communist Chinese Party. Communism has no respect for the individual freedom or religion of any kind. Communism has no tolerance for political dissent. Wow. Letter to Black People by John Whitlock. He goes on to say in the letter that your religion and free speech are dead with communism and marxism. The thing that you're embracing that you want so badly, this great reset to communism to be fair and have great fairness and equity will destroy your freedom, your religion, and your speech. It's actually an incredibly good article. I'll expand a bit further here. It goes this way towards the end. Black people tell me all the time, I don't support Black Lives Matter organization, but I support the slogan and the sediment." So let me translate that. You despise the devil's tree, but love the fruit it produces. That's some Don Lemon, Lori Lightfoot, Van Jones, Colin Kaepernick level of hypocrisy. You know, all the Malcolm X wannabe anti-white radicals in their relationships with white partners, they hate the white tree but can't live without the white fruit. Wow. These are hard-hitting statements by John Whitlock. We have to stop letting everyone else use us, he says. We're being played. We're all being played. Black and white working class people, it's all a giant setup. Look at what they did to Trump supporters. They're manipulating the storming of the Capitol, and then the corporate media portrayed it as a bloody, violent KKK rally intended to overthrow democracy. The so-called insurrection is an excuse for the government to seize more power and crush dissent. We black people have been convinced the crushing of the white middle class is good for us. It is not. Working class white people, Christian white people, are our true allies, not, our, not the elite's. We can't see that because of the made-for-TV hyper-focus on racial conflict. The defunding and demoralizing of police are tactics deployed to increase violence in our major cities. Local media outlets are focusing on this rise in crime. National media outlets have followed suit. And social media platforms are generating viral videos exposing a crime wave. Guess who are the stars of this content? Black perpetrators. A letter written by John Whitlock who happens to be a black man. At the end, he said, there's a reason black and brown people across the globe fight to get into this country and excel when they do. They love America's tree and the fruit it produces. Thanks for reading. Jason Whitlock. Insane. Insane good. By the way, it's Jason Whitlock. Did I say John the whole time? I don't know what happened to me. It's Jason Whitlock, which... um, you can find, actually, at the Blaze Network. He's got his own show now. You know, he's right. The mainstream media are the ones perpetuating this. And when you call it out and say it's critical race theory or it's it's bad for our country, we have the naysayers saying it's, oh, no, no, it's just, it's it's actually a lie. It's made up. Remember what TMAC said about the... Uh, About this uh, critical race theory? Uh, That's another right-wing conspiracy. This is totally made up by Donald Trump and Glenn Youngkin. Critical race theory is made up by Donald Trump and Youngkin. It's a real issue. Speaking of dividing the country and making haters of everyone, like Jason Whitlock was saying, that's the critical race theory. And no, TMAG, it's not made up by Youngkin and Trump. Uh, That's another right-wing conspiracy. This is totally made up by Donald Trump and Glenn Youngkin. It's unbelievable. Here's Chuck Todd on CNN this week saying something similar.
6: You mentioned critical race theory a couple times. This is a parent-led backlash at the grassroots level. It's it's manufactured. Manufactured.
2: It's
0: manufactured. manufactured. The the fire
7: was lit. I I disagree. I think it's...
2: You believe that? It's manufactured. Yeah. People didn't know it. These white people in the suburbia, they don't know what they're talking about. But government does. And wait till you hear the rest of this clip on the backside of 60 seconds. The LeeBrothers.com. The Leebrothers.com.
3: Every Mojo50 show is available on demand at Mojo50.com.
0: Your right to protect yourself and your family members from a violent attack is your most important civil right. Your other civil rights don't matter if your life can be ripped away by a criminal. Yet there are those who want to take that away from you, all the while defunding the police. The roots of gun control in America were based on keeping minorities disarmed and helpless. Gun control is still about controlling people. Stand with us to protect your right to self-defense. Visit the Virginia Citizens Defense League website at vcdl.org to learn more
2: you take a lot of medications and pills do you know someone that does organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache but not anymore my pills to go has the answer my pills to go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle it's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system simple and easy to use this system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages, and by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at mypillstogo.com. That's mypillstogo.com. My Pills to Go. dot com.
1: Richmond's example of radio, as the founding fathers intended, the Lee brothers.
2: So we need is more love in the country, not hate. But that, believe me, we got plenty of people who want to hate. Turn it off. Quit listening to it. If you took a break from mainstream media for one week, I guarantee you, it would change your view. I'm not even. I don't even want to play the rest of this clip from CNN, it's disgusting. It really is, it's heartbreaking. We'll move on to something different. <laughs> so why do people hate America? <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference take on things. No, I was thinking this week about just what's going on in our country. There seems to be this movement everywhere that just wants to despise the country. And they're, they seem to be gaining momentum. Who are, who are these people? I realize that this new survey that was out uh, June 17th revealed 57% of current left-leaning undergraduates consider themselves unpatriotic. It's a large percentage. They're left-leaning. I don't know why the left hates the country. Why wouldn't the left like the country? They're getting almost everything they want. The country has moved, per- radically left for 20 years. It hasn't gotten more conservative. I mean, if you're a liberal in America, you got to love it. I mean, look at all this stuff that's happening for you. Every single thing you want is happening. We're teaching kids about transgenderism now and, and wanting to be bisexual and lesbian in, in elementary school. Isn't that what you want? I don't understand. Why are you mad? Why do you hate the country? You got to love it. I mean, essentially, separation of powers is dead. Federalism's dead. you got everything you want in a centralized government. And they get to punish the achievers. Why does the left hate the country? They're told to. 57% of the leaning left undergraduates in universities consider themselves unpatriotic. Can you imagine actually saying something like that? You consider yourself patriotic? Nope. Hate the country. That's interesting. Their parents think about that. I'm so proud of them. In response to the question, are you proud to be American, 57% identified liberals said no. But listen to this, 73% of the majority of conservatives who answered yes to the same question, even conservatisms, conservatives who see a rapid slouch away from freedom and a rapid slouch toward more liberalism, have a better feel and love for the country than, than the left does. Left's getting their way. Conservatives aren't, but the conservatives love the country more. It's interesting. Isn't it interesting how freedom never and liberty, they never expand on their own? There's always someone fighting this idea of liberty, always. If it's left to itself, it decays. And if that's the case, then wow, uh, we need to fight for liberty. And instead, we're told that you should hate the country and all the rest of it. It seems pretty outrageous. But when you have a survey like this, you begin to see what's happening. When asked if a student who makes up an offensive comment should be reported to the university, listen to this, a student who makes an offensive comment should be reported to the university, a comment that's offensive, 76% of liberals agreed they should. (laughs) Go tattle on them. I'm telling you, liberals never grew up. They were the kids. They were the kids that used to spank and say, stop tattling. Well, they grew up as adults and kept tattling. It's unconscionable, but that's where we are. This is the, a survey that tells you what's happening in our country. The result of this is a mayor cancels the Pledge of Allegiance in a town hall meeting. A mayor of a small town in Colorado unilaterally removed the Pledge of Allegiance from the town board's agenda for all future meetings, claiming the move was required because of the divisiveness it creates. Okay, so now the pledge is divisive. Well, in that case, so is the flag. So is the military. For that case, I mean, all of these things are divisive. In fact, if we judge things based on, on on the divisiveness of it, man, that's um, that's interesting, isn't it? Mayor Shane Furman, Furman, due to here's what he said: quote, due to direct and indirect threats, inappropriate comments in and out of public meetings, and the general divisiveness this is creating in our community, we will not be doing the Pledge of Allegiance during a town of Silverton Board of Trustees meetings, and that should go. I mean, why wouldn't that go, right? One of the uh, reporters said, now that we've gone back into an in-person meetings, members of the general population, especially those who are veterans, have been questioning why we'd run for office and take an oath to uphold the laws of the United States of America and the state of Colorado and the town of Silverton if you won't stand for the pledge. Very good point. I like what the congressman did here in Colorado. This turned out pretty good. Quote, here's what Lauren Boebert, a Republican, said, it's hard to put into words what kind of an anti-American disgrace this is. Mayor Furman should resign and purchase a one-way ticket to China where he won't have to worry about hearing the pledge. That is exceedingly perfect. Outstanding, if I may say so. Great point. So why Where's this hate for the country coming from? What, what is going on? We're teaching this in school. We're teaching. You know why? You know why the schools are getting away with us? And we've talked about this on this program multiple times. Richard, not huge school choice fans, but the reason you're getting away with this and it's happening is because, quite frankly, uh, you don't have a choice. You imagine what the school board would do if parents had a choice. You think they would do this stuff? The, 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 the parents would go, "Hey, I'm taking my kid, and by the way, the money with my kid, and we're out of here." All of a sudden, this little public school that you think is so great, no one would be there. But without that, the school board can do whatever they want. And so can the government schools, and so can anyone else. The fact that we are stuck in these predetermined districts with your school, do one thing. They predetermine a devastation in your schools. That's what they're doing. I'm going to preach this forever until it changes. It's ridiculous to have districts. It's absurd. You mean to tell me the kid can only go to the school in his district? There's nowhere else does a free market work that way. And nothing else! But in schools, it has to work that way. You see. The private market, it just doesn't work. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Mark Warner. Thank you. That was perfect, by the way. Good timing on that one. This trans athlete, Chelsea Wolf, said his goal, or her goal, or whatever you want to say, is to win the Olympics so I can burn a U.S. flag on the podium. Now, if you're Running the Olympics. Isn't the Olympics like one country versus another? Isn't it like this idea that says is there, you're bolstered by your country, you get to wear the uniform, you get to go and to challenge these other countries and because of the greatness of the country? You have an athlete that essentially destroys the entire premise of the Olympics. Do you let them compete? If you had an athlete come to you and go, hey, I can't wait to win the gold. you go, all right, but why? Here's why, because I'm going to burn the American flag when I get up there. You'd go, get the hell out of here. Get, get out of here. This isn't happening. You're not doing this. I mean, wouldn't we do, wouldn't, so let me just ask you this way. Any other country on the planet, if that happened, they'd go, get out of here. Get... And by the way, we should have complete freedom in doing that. You're you're, you're playing for the t- the country. If you don't like the country, don't compete for it. That's one thing I don't understand about this transgender freestyle rider, a BMX rider, which, by the way, that's not a sport. It's a hobby. It's not even a real sport. You're trying so hard to find a sport, you get BMX is now an Olympic sport? No wonder. People are freaks anyway. You shouldn't be allowed to even compete in that. Burn down the flag. Burn the flag on the podium. That shows you how patriotic I am and how great it truly is. I will never understand the hatred for a country that gives people freedom to be this stupid. Mojo
3: 5-0. The question isn't who is going to let us. The question is who is going to
2: stop us. Do you take a lot of medications and pills? Do you know someone that does? Organizing them and taking them and transporting them can be a headache. But not anymore. My Pills to Go has the answer. My Pills to Go is designed to package your weekly supplements of vitamins and medications within seconds to fit your on-the-go lifestyle. It's a revolutionary and radical new home medication management system. Simple and easy to use. This system allows you to package daily pills into individual heat-sealed packages. And by sealing your medications into label packages, you can be sure you're taking the right medication at the right time. My Pills to Go. Find out more at mypills2go.com. That's mypills2go.com. Mypills2go.com.
1: Your residency, The Lee Brothers.
2: And that, that's a wrap of the radio program. Sans Richard, Scott Lee only. He'll be back next week with your prayer. I trust that you will be praying for my brother and the Lee family as he recovers. We need him back here. I mean,. The titleist has been in his chair for 3 weeks. It's got to stop immediately if not sooner. All right, one final thing I'll leave with you is did you see We talked about CS Lewis and you can find it at the leebrothers.com this great screw tape letters uh, video and I trust that you'll go do that because it's a phenomenal life-changing I promise you it's worth the watch. So leebrothers.com click on the uh, CS Lewis screw tape letters. The Tolkien Society is now I don't understand this, subjecting itself to the transgender uh ideology. Transgender realities in the Lord of the Rings is one comment. I don't get that. I guess they hate Tolkien, they hate Lewis, and they have to attack somebody. So that's the way that goes. Hey, uh what did we learn today in the honor of Doc Thompson who founded the Mojo Five a good friend of the Lee brothers, the late Doc Thompson, what did we learn today? We learned that cicadas apparently are good when they're dipped in chocolate. But if you eat them, you are environmentalist wacko who thinks we're short on protein. What is the uh, that we we, found, we listened? We learned today that the argument for the pro-trans is uh, starts with a horrible premise, a horrible premise. We learned that a letter to the Black people by Jason Whitlock was spectacular, and you can Google that and find it. Or, I guess we should post. That our, should we post it at the Lee Brothers duck? I guess we should. Please do that. We also learned that Warner and Kane, they saved us. They saved us in Virginia of minor league baseball. Of course, they used your money across the country for it, and we're grateful. So. From the Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry, thank you for your tax dollars for saving our minor league with our stupid U.S. senators who think that's their job, and it's somehow enumerated. If you prefer liberty to tyranny, prefer founding father, the principles of the council culture, join us again here next week, the Lee theleebrothers.com.
6: The My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.